Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. So today is an episode that has been long awaiting, and that is going to be the different levels of competing and what it's like backstage. So a little history on my competition history would be I've competed in 2015. That's when I had my first competition. And then I've competed in 2016, 17, 18, and 19. I've done over 18 NPC shows, and I've stepped on over four national level NPC show stages as well. The closest I've ever gotten to my pro card was sixth place at Junior Nats in 2018. And then my placings have been all over the place ever since I've started competing. But We are going to dive into the NPC and how do you even turn pro? I'm sure a lot of you guys are on social media or you even hear myself saying, oh, I want to become an IFBB bikini pro, IFBB bikini pro. And you're probably thinking, what does that even mean? Why does she want to turn pro? So let's start off with the NPC and just wanting to compete. So if you're wanting to compete, Odds are the show that you are going to be looking to compete in is going to be either a regional level show or a national qualifier. So a regional level show is a show that anyone can enter alongside with a national level qualifier. So the NPC, depending on where your state is at, you're going to have show promoters and they are going to run shows. And the way that you can figure out when shows are happening is you just go to the website npcnews.com and then you want to search shows under schedule. Obviously, with everything going on right now with coronavirus, there's a lot of reschedulings. Is that a word? We're going to make it a word. Um, going on with promoters right now since they probably had a lot of spring shows and even maybe summer shows and they are rescheduling. So to find out a show near you, you just want to go onto that website or you might have a gym that has flyers of, you know, promoters posting their show, trying to get, you know, athletes into the event. So a regional level show and a national qualifier, anyone can do it, Okay. It doesn't matter if you've done one show. It doesn't matter if you've done 20 shows. The only people who can't compete in these events are IFBB bikini pros, okay? That would be like an Olympic athlete joining a high school team, okay? They're not going to allow that. The level is just going to be different, okay? And not to say that you can't see some high-level physiques on that stage. It's just more so for that person who, again, hasn't reached that pro level. Okay, so when you're competing, you can choose any division that you feel like fits your frame best. For me, I compete in the bikini division. I am pretty small, and I also just have 
the proportions that are more bikini base. So that would be a small waist, larger glutes, a larger upper half. I have like an hourglass shape. Now, if you're someone who has more of a V shape to your body and you have more developed quads or you more developed back, maybe just more muscle mass overall, you might want to look into competing into another division. But that's a conversation that you should be having with your coach on what division they think that you should fit in best. This is a friendly reminder too that I do take on prep clients, although majority of my girls are lifestyle. I do help ladies get ready for the competition stage. I've helped bikini competitors alongside with figure competitors. For more information on my coaching, just check out the description down below and just shoot me over a quick email. Let's continue on though. So you want to choose your division and then you want to choose your class. So you'll see something that's called novice, true novice, collegiate, masters, open, and then there's usually different levels of masters like 35 and over, 45 and over, 55 and over, and so on. So a true novice competitor, this is going to be for the person out there who's never, ever, ever stepped on a competition stage. So if you're brand new to the competing world, you can compete in this division. Now, when you choose to enroll in more divisions than just one for one given show, so let's say you chose to do true novice and the novice and the masters and the open, All of that's going to cost more money and it's going to be dependent on the show promoter and it's going to vary show to show. So for someone who's brand new, I would recommend doing true novice and novice. Novice is going to be for the person who's never placed top five at a show. I I like to go by that rule of thumb versus I think they say just if you've never won your class. And honestly, a lot of people haven't won their class before. And I think if you've competed like, let's say three times, you really shouldn't be competing in novice. And that's my personal opinion. So you have true novice, novice, and then you have masters. Masters is going to be age bound. So you have to be at that age or higher. That's really the only qualification that you need to enroll into that class. And then you have collegiate. Usually they have you provide a college, um, I almost said license, no, a college ID to show that you are enrolled in classes to get enrolled into that division. And then you have open, okay? So open is the big class. This is a class that matters because in open, it is the most competitive and that's also where you can qualify for a national level show. Why do you want to qualify for a national level show? Because the only shows where you can turn pro at is at a national level show, okay? So in the open class, you get your different callouts, okay? You get first callouts, second callouts, third callouts. Obviously, you want to get the first callouts. First callouts basically means that you've placed, depending on how many girls that they pull out from the sidelines. But if they pull out five girls, those five girls are nine times out of ten going to place, And what you want to do is get in top one or top two. So the top two is going to place for a national level show. This is only for national qualifiers though, okay? If you are doing a regional show, let's say you win first place, you still are not qualified to do nationals, okay? But again, anyone can enroll in a regional level show and anyone can enroll in a national qualifier. As for the competitive level, I will say that regional shows tend to be the least competitive, as in least experienced athlete, 
whereas national qualifier tends to be the more experienced athlete and then national level competition is basically like everybody looks good. Okay. <laughs> so I hope that that was helpful for you guys. Um, so let's say you take top two and now you have the honor to step on a national level stage. Now, national level shows aren't as frequent as your regional level shows and your national qualifiers, okay? Odds are you probably don't even have a national level show in your state. There are six national level shows in a calendar year, okay? And it's going to vary show to show on who can get a pro card. So for example, Junior USA's is one of the national level shows, and it's the first national show for the calendar year. It happens in May. Um, let's disregard coronavirus, but it always happens in May. Now, at this show, it is the hardest to turn pro here because from the last time I've checked, it's only top three overall. That means you have to win your class, and then only the top three from there get their pro card, whereas Junior Nats, which happens in June in Chicago, um, Rosemont, but in Chicago area. In June, if you take top two in your class, then you will become an IFBB Bikini Pro. At national level shows, the only class that you can do is going to be open and I believe masters. There is no collegiate or teen or anything. There's no novice either. Okay, All of you are experienced competitors. So after Junior National, so so far we've gone over the two national shows, there is Team Universe or NPC Universe, which is in um, New Jersey. So New Jersey, and that's beginning of July. Then you have another one in Vegas. This one is USA's. This one is kind of end of July. And then you have one in Pennsylvania. So that is in August. Um, end of August usually, and this is called North Americans. And then you have um, NPC Masters and Collegiate, but I don't really count that one as like a national level show because the only people that can turn pro there are people who are older, so Masters level. And then our last national show for the calendar year is here in Miami, Florida, and that is, I believe it's just called USA's. Um, a lot of people just call it Miami Nationals, but it's not really called that. Um, but that is happening end of November. So those shows are where you can turn pro. What's hard about that is everybody's on point. So like I mentioned before, a regional level show, there's not as an experience of athletes there versus a national level show. These girls have it together. We're talking hair is perfect. Makeup is perfect. Tan is perfect. Suits are amazing. Posing is amazing. Everybody looks amazing at the national level stage. And through my years, like my first year of competing on a national level stage was 2017. And it was super competitive then, but every year since 2018, 2019, the girls just keep getting better and better, which that's natural with any sport. There's going to be an evolution and with social media and with, you know, more coaches getting better and learning more, there's going to be better physiques. Okay. So what happens when you turn pro? So when you turn pro, you are able to compete at pro shows. What's different different between a pro show and an NPC show is you don't have to pay for your entry fee. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have to pay for, you know, your 
I don't want to say housing for <laughs> your hotel or like hair and makeup. You still have to pay for all that, but you, you don't have to pay for your entry fee versus like a national level show. These entry fees are very, very high. Okay. They're like at least $200 upwards of even three, $400. And if you are to compete at like a national qualifier, usually a show fee is going to be anywhere between 80 to even $130 from what I've seen. Um, and then if you're adding on classes for those regional shows and those national qualifiers, it's going to add up more. So it, you can spend upwards of even like three, $400 at these regional national qualifier shows. So if you're wanting to compete, make sure you save a lot of money because this hobby is a pricey one to have. But once you turn pro, you don't have to pay for your entries. You do have to submit a contract for your show, which means you're basically signing away that you are going to be there. Um, which can be intimidating if, you know, we have prep sometimes where our bodies don't respond or, you know, life happens or, you know, let's say coronavirus happened and you signed a contract, you can kind of be in trouble there. So contracts have to be signed for these shows and then you can win money. Now you're not winning tons of money at these shows, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. Basically what these, you know, checks are covering is all the money that you've invested to even be there. But you know, it is nice to be able to win some money. I will say over time, they've increased the amount of money that you are winning or the females are winning at like the Arnold Classic and the Olympia. Those pro shows, you have to qualify for those. Okay, so those shows are like top tier um, the best of the best are there, and it's an honor to be there as well. So the Arnold Classic, to be a pro competitor there is a huge honor alongside with the Olympia, which the Olympia is basically the Olympics for bodybuilding. So only the best of the best are going to be there. And the only way to get there is through being successful in competing in other IFBB bikini pro shows. One last difference is what your presentation is going to look like as a pro. So as a pro, you get more stage time. You get roughly a minute on stage to present your physique versus a national qualifier, um, national show and regional show. You only get a couple seconds to show your physique. You're kind of getting on and getting off. Um, and then just the treatment of the athletes will get better because you are a pro. So people just take you really seriously. Um, they don't rush you. They give you a specific time for when you're going to be on, um, which is nice. So that's the main difference in kind of the journey to become a pro. The big thing here is you can't rush it too. So like, let's say your critique at a national level show is to put on muscle mass. You're not just going to take that critique and be like, okay, I'll fix this in two months and I'll be back. Like, it doesn't work that way, especially if you are a natural athlete and you're not enhanced, which enhancements basically mean PEDs or steroids. So if you're someone who's not taking those drugs, it takes time to put on muscle, okay? And a lot of time. Um, some people freak out with taking a year off, but a year is really a blink of an eye. Um, it flies by really quick and the amount of muscle mass that you can put on in a year isn't a ton, unfortunately, for natural females. So there are competitors who do take enhancements and steroids. Um, the IFBB, the NPC in general does not test for steroids unless it's an NPC sanctioned event where it is a national, uh, I'm sorry, it is a natural show, which that means they are testing at those shows. Um, and it's usually done through a urine test. Um, I've done 
two NPC shows where it was natural and you had to take a urine test for, I believe it was top three had to do that. And I think that there's one IFBB show where it is an, a natural show, which basically means, again, they had to be urine tested um, if they were competing at that show. So going on to backstage talk, I get a lot of questions on what it's like backstage and being backstage at a show is really interesting. I will say when you're brand new to it, it's really overwhelming because you're seeing all these half-naked people. It's usually pretty cramped. Um, all these different people are eating different foods backstage and there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of just madness going on. And backstage, what you're going to expect to see is you're going to expect to see a lot of people, um, especially if it's a national level show, you're going to see a lot of people. Um, you're also going to see a lot of people following weird protocols, such as cutting water, eating candy, not eating at all. Like you see a lot of people doing different things. And my advice to you is listen to what your coach wants you to do backstage. If your coach tells you to eat a pickle and then pump your band before you step on stage, do that. If your coach tells you that you need um, some more simple sugars and you need honey on your rice cake before you step on stage, do that. Don't do what the girl next to you is doing, okay? You're going to set yourself up for failure if you're doing that. My next piece of advice when you're backstage is don't look at the other competitor, okay? Or competitors, I should say, plural. I'll never forget when I competed at the Arnold Amateur and I was looking at all these amazing physiques backstage and I was thinking, there's no way that I'm going to take top 10. There's no way that I'll be able to watch, walk the expo stage because all these girls are better than me. I was psyching myself out before I even competed and when I came off stage, I realized that I took top 10 and I actually placed seventh at the Arnold Amateur, which is a big honor. And it's interesting because I was so in my head and just comparing myself to all these other girls when I should have just been focusing on myself and hyping myself up. My next piece of advice when you're backstage is feel free to talk to people, but if you aren't feeling it, don't feel like you have to. So it's fine to get to know people and talk to them, but I feel like it's easier to conversate after prejudging, okay? Because the morning, there's a lot of nerves, there's a lot of like pressure and stress, and you feel a lot more relieved after you kind of know where you fell for the day. So I think it's easier to kind of chat at finals. Um, and usually sometimes people have a little bit more food in them by then, which means they have more energy and they're wanting to talk more. My next piece of advice is going to be if there's like tanners back there to fix your tan, get your tan fixed. So this is another thing that you'll see backstage is people to um, glue your suit or put oil on you or fix your tan. Get help from them. Just ask them for help. They're paid to be there. And if you got your tan from the sponsor, that's what their job is for. There's been a handful of times where I've done my tan myself and I've still gone to those people for help with my tan and like spots that I missed and they were happy to help me um, as well. So that's really nice. And then that's basically the main things that you see backstage. There's only been a handful of times where I've seen some cattiness where a girl might get upset with her placing and, um, you know, sometimes they just don't say the nicest of things. It's very like high school, 
but that's usually for like the younger competitors. Honestly, like I think if people are throwing a temper tantrum and they're not able to, you know, have those conversations away from people and just with, you know, their friends in private, it's just really unprofessional and poor sportsmanship. That's not thing. Poor sportsmanship. And I think that if you're upset, that's fine. But there's no reason to make the other people around you feel uncomfortable. And there's especially no reason why you should be bullying someone else or doing things like stealing their shoes or just being weird. Um, You don't really see that too often. For the most part, people just tend to keep to themselves. I know for myself, I try to just kind of talk here and there. But usually I'm just kind of like hanging out. I try to keep my stress low. I'm just like chilling. I'm not sleeping, but laying down relaxing because it's a long day you're going to be waiting a long time backstage and there's really no need to be like hyper talking to everybody and if that's something that doesn't vibe well with you don't feel like you need to do it so uh, my favorite backstage experience was at the Arnold Amateur just because they had a lot of weights and a ton of space and mirrors like we weren't on top of each other so there's lots of space where I could spread out and then I think my second favorite backstage. Hmm, Let me think hard on this. I don't know. I have this one show that I used to do when I lived in Ohio and I lived in Ohio for 23 years of my 24 years of my life. So majority of my life. Um, But I'll never forget competing at the North Coast Champs. I've even debated like visiting family around Memorial Day. Is it Memorial Day? I think, yeah, I think it's Memorial Day, just so I could like compete at that show again, just because it's so nostalgic for me. I competed at that show in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, like every single year. It's just really nostalgic for me. And I like that backstage because it's at a university, um, makes me kind of feel like an athlete. I like the setup. Um, And then again, compete at shows where you enjoy, but also go to a show before you compete. I really recommend this because if you go to a show, you can kind of see how it's ran. You can kind of see what the stage is like and just get a vibe for, do I see myself up there or do I not see myself up there? So I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. Just a friendly reminder that Beyond the Bikini is a podcast that is ran 100% free, but the one way that we can grow is through ratings and reviews. So I would appreciate it so much if you could give Beyond the Bikini a nice little rating and review, and then don't forget to share it on your Instagram and tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness. Friendly reminder too, for any of you guys who are needing some suits for your competition season this year. I do work with Angel Competition Bikinis. They are my go-to suits. They are gorgeous and they have the best customer service. I promise you guys, putting Angel in your hands for competition help is a game changer. I basically tell them I want my suit to look like this and when I get my suit back, they are so good at replicating certain suits And again, they are so friendly. So if you ever need to make changes, maybe you lost some weight, maybe you want to make a change to your top, they are on it. They are so responsive. They're just fantastic. And I can't ask for a better suit sponsor. I've been working with Angel since 2016, and I've never blinked an eye and wished that I'd been working with someone else. And honestly, in my opinion, no one else's suits compared to theirs. And if you guys do shop through Angel, don't forget to use my code Nicole and feel free to DM me for any help with picking out your own competition suit. So I wish you ladies the best of luck if you're competing this year and until next time.
Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.